Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boost promotions and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the pros before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Ron Kruk. From 64 to the Sweet 16, what an opening round of March Madness. Upsets galore, Cinderella crashing the party, and some powerhouses flex their muscle. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. Ron Kruk joined, as always, by the men behind the counter at the Superbook at the Westgate in Las Vegas. Longtime odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Guys, excuse me while I use my bracket for something uh, pretty useful. Ah, much better. So uh, how's Superbook fare during the uh, first two rounds? Well, Ron, I uh, can relate to that bracket thought of yours. Uh, because I have two of my guys out, all right? I had uh, Tennessee and Iowa going all the way, and uh, that didn't happen. But I still have two left. Um, the crowds were fantastic. I mean, it was really a, a great scene. Uh, it was electric. It was just a, a full house here in Las Vegas and uh, Blackhawk as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we just got a lot of feedback, positive feedback from from our uh, fans out there, it, they were just happy to be out. They were just thrilled, excited to get back to some form of normalcy. Uh, and I think uh, the numbers uh, prove that. The numbers that we showed were very uh, similar to or, or comparable to uh, 2019. Okay. And we actually won a little bit more than 2018, but the handle is the one that we're looking at. And it was uh, very comparable to what we saw just a couple of years ago. Well, that's fantastic. And I love that last week you compared the atmosphere to a frat party. So uh, I'm glad that the fans came out and lived up to the hype. And especially, as you mentioned, Jay, just coming back after COVID, uh, to come back and get everyone in that environment was awesome. So, uh, John, give me a highlight or two for you during the first four days of the tournament. Did you guys plan to wear the same jacket today? Uh, how come no one told me we were wearing that jacket today? Well, you missed the call, you know. Oh. So uh, I, I mean, wasn't on. You're right. I wasn't on the call. Yeah, that was my highlight. Monday, I slept all day after being here uh, all uh, all weekend. I, I'd, I'd say Kentucky losing was was a highlight. Uh, Kentucky goes down to St. Peter's. That was really good for us. I had Kentucky in my Final Four. So did I. Uh, but I think so that. Jay, I think the game that I enjoyed the most was Gonzaga-Georgia State. We had taken some very significant bets on Gonzaga at minus 22 and a half. And at halftime, Gonzaga was only up by two. And we had some guys making some big bets on Georgia State plus 13 and a half for the second half. And Jay and I were talking, you know, if this thing lands between 16 and 22, we win everything. Gonzaga, I think they won by 21. I know we middled it. I think they won by 21. So we won a pretty significant number on that game. That was that was a great one for us. Uh, those games, Iowa lost to Richmond the first day. That was a big upset. We did very well in that game. Thursday, the book really had a fantastic day. 
and we did, we did very well on Saturday as well. Big winners all four days. So it was it was good to see. It, it, it was good good to see the crowds too. That was the best thing for me was just seeing everybody again, yeah, seeing everybody sure. having fun again. Packed house. It was awesome. Yeah, Ron, I, I got to say that winning all four days is, is not That's something huge. that we, we see every year with uh, no. with this tournament. We, we certainly uh, have taken our lumps uh, over the years, and to win all four days is uh, just uh, something that we normally just don't see. But uh, John was right. I Whenever we get a good mixture of favorites and underdogs, a lot of people think we want all underdogs all across the board, but that doesn't necessarily treat us well all the time so a good mixture i'm i'm for i think that uh, as john said last year we don't want too many upsets or you know these sweet 16 games you know become very lopsided at times mm -hmm. so i think we had a really good mixture which really helps us with the results as well yeah and so far the dogs are barking a little bit the favorites have gone 24 and 26 against the spread so a uh, little bit of uh, you know, pretty close, but but the dogs have got the best of it in the first round. 16 teams remain. And, and I mean, guys, when I look at this field, I think we're in for another wild weekend. So we're going to break down the remaining eight games in the Sweet 16 round. And we're going to tip off with number four, Arkansas, and the number one overall seed in the tournament, Gonzaga, who comes in as a, according to Superbook.com, and as of this recording, they open as a minus eight and a half point favorite. They're up to nine guys now. The point total is 155 for this game in the West Regional. Uh, Gonzaga, they, they have reached these, uh, their seventh consecutive Sweet 16, yet still looking for that elusive national championship. They've been the favorite in every one of their 31 games they played in this year, but have only covered 15 times. A second consecutive Sweet 16 appearance for Arkansas. That was after more than a 20-year drought. So they're on a run. And speaking of runs, they had a regular season where the Hogs covered nine straight times, 12 out of 13 games, guys. But they have failed to cover in their last three games, two and five in their last seven against the spread. John, get us going. Tip us off. Your your thoughts on this matchup. It's tough, uh, tough matchup for Gonzaga again. You know, I don't know who Gonzaga upset. That they got stuck having to play Memphis in the second round. Gonzaga, the number one overall seed, they had to play Memphis in their second game. Really? Yeah, Memphis kind of showed you the recipe that Baylor showed us last year. Throw athletes at Gonzaga, crash the boards hard against Gonzaga. Memphis almost upset them. I don't think Arkansas has got the players to do that. I think I think, I think Gonzaga's actually got a better matchup here on the Sweet 16 than they did in the second round. I don't think Arkansas has got the bodies to crash the boards and give Gonzaga – as tough of a game as Memphis did in round two. So I, I definitely think Gonzaga is going to get back to the Elite Eight again. No, it's not going out on a limb, Jay. They're a nine-point favorite. I just think I just think it really highlights how hard Gonzaga's matchup was in round two. I think they're, they have a better game in the Sweet 16. And money coming in on the Zags, Jay. Yeah, you can see that just kind of creeping up. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that momentum halts by the time we get to uh, Thursday and, and the – 
we got the biggest or second biggest favorite right now in the Sweet 16 we're talking about. So I can understand that uh, how Arkansas might appeal to a lot of the recreational players out there, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at all these close finishes and and a lot of the games right going right down to the wire, taking nine, nine and a half points, because I see some nine and a half out there. Superbook, we're at nine, holding at nine, but it's still creeping up there, Ron. And I think that might continue for about another day or so. But once we get to Thursday, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down just a little bit as uh, a lot of people are going to be taking those points. Yeah, viewers and listeners, that's why you got to get to Superbook.com. Check the current odds all the time. Sign up and download the app. All right, moving on to game number two, fellas, because you can never have enough Wildcats in the tournament. Let's talk about the number two ranked uh, Villanova Wildcats. They destroyed the number seven seed Ohio State Buckeyes in a game that really wasn't that close. Uh, They are taking on Michigan that barely got into the tournament, but is now one of the last two Big Ten teams still standing uh, in the conference that sent the most teams to the tournament. The current odds as of this recording, of course, coming in from superbook.com, we have Michigan is the, uh, excuse me, Villanova is the favorite at minus five. Point total switched a little bit, but it is sitting at 135 points. Uh, The Cats have covered as a favorite in three out of their last four games. Uh, The Wolverines on the other side, they began this run by taking out Jay's CSU Rams. I'm sorry, Jay. The Wolverines have covered in three out of the last four games. And here's I, I thought was pretty interesting. The point total has gone over in their past four straight. Jay, I'll send it over to you for this one. Well, thanks for bringing up that first round battle, Ron. Appreciate that. Uh, I, just, I know we know, should be talking about the, the, the Rams right now, but, uh, you know, I said it last week that Michigan was kind of a dangerous team. It always seems the last team to get in there that has a mediocre record has nothing to lose. They're very loose. Mm. Uh, it's us against the world mentality. Everybody was telling Michigan that they shouldn't be there. And here they are in the Sweet 16. And I think that's going to continue. I, I, I really believe that uh, underneath, Michigan's very tough. Now, Villanova has athletes all across. If they don't right. hit those outside shots, all right, Michigan's going to get those boards, and I expect them to dominate the boards against Villanova. Uh, it, it, will, it will all come down to that the outside shooting by the Wildcats. If they don't hit those shots, I think Michigan has a chance of keeping this close and possibly advancing to the Elite Eight. John, your thoughts on this one? Pretty one-sided tickets on this one. Uh, Villanova getting uh, the lion's share of the bets here. Villanova, very experienced guard play. And we all know that's a great – probably the best thing you can have going for you in the NCAA tournament, especially as we get further into the tournament, is they got guards. They're the best free-throw shooting team in the country as well. So very tough team to come back from behind against. If they get ahead and and you start fouling them, they're really just going to extend their lead even further. We saw them do that against Ohio State in the second round. Michigan, uh, they were down like 15 in that first round game. And then they came out and a great win against Tennessee. So Michigan, a very dangerous 11 seed. I will tell you, though, we did see a sharp player at the Superbook in Colorado made a future bet on Villanova at 16 to 1. That, that was this morning. We lowered Villanova to 14 to 1. So some, wow. some sharp support for Villanova. This is a really tough regional. This, the it's funny that the Sweet 16 games on Thursday are great, and then on Friday there's kind of so-so. The the I think it's the South region 
with Houston and Arizona and Villanova and Michigan loaded region. So yeah. it's going to be tough. No easy path for Villanova, but we did see some sharp money on them in the future book. Very good. Yeah, that's a, it's a stacked region. There's no doubt about it. Uh, free throw shooting, always a key, especially in crunch time. And the other thing I like about Villanova, a very uh, veteran team and that leadership could yeah. be a key as uh, they go further into the tournament. Great stuff, guys. Let's continue in this super stacked West region as the number three seeded Texas Tech takes on number two, Duke. Uh, very close line, guys, and this is really a matchup of powerhouses and clash and styles. Texas Tech and their bullying defense and, and one of the best offenses in the nation with Duke. Uh, Texas Tech right now, according to Superbook.com, minus one favorite. The point total is at 137. Uh, the Red Raiders held off Notre Dame to move on. Duke took out Michigan State 85-76 in probably the last meeting ever between those two legendary coaches. Uh, the Coach K farewell tour, guys, gets one more stop at least in San Francisco as Duke moves on to their um, the Sweet 16 for an incredible 26th time. Uh, Duke has covered the spread the in uh, – Let's see, the past, uh, just once in their past six games, but they did cover against Michigan State. The Red Raiders have covered the spread once in their past four matchup and two times in their past eight. All right, John, we'll come back to you for this one. Uh, give us your thoughts. Well, for one thing, I'll say the Duke's loss to North Carolina on the last day of the regular season at Cameron Indoor doesn't look that bad anymore. True. Now that North Carolina, they're playing on Friday night. They're in the Sweet 16 as well. Miami kind of surprised everybody. They're in the Sweet 16 playing Friday too. So maybe the ACC was a little better than we thought. Yeah. You know, I, can't, I came into me. this tournament thinking that the ACC was lousy this year me outside too. of Duke. I don't want to overreact too much to one weekend, but the ACC did have a good showing uh, over the first weekend. I'm a little surprised to see Texas Tech favorite in this game. I, I thought it was going to be more like Duke, a one, one-and-a-half-point favorite. I think it will probably be probably the most heavily bet game of the Sweet 16, given the and probably the most watched game of the Sweet 16, that one or Houston, Arizona. Uh, right now the money's pretty even. There are a few more tickets on Duke, but uh, a toss-up game. I just was a little surprised to see Texas Tech favorite. And really goes to show you, too, talking about getting a tough draw versus getting an easy draw, Gonzaga, the number one overall seed again, they await the winner of this game most likely on Saturday in the regional final. Gonzaga really a tough Brutal. path to the final four. The The committee didn't do that many favors the way they did Kansas. Perfect. And Jay, quick thoughts on this matchup? Well, I'm I'm with John here. I'm, I'm really surprised Texas Tech is the favorite here. I think Texas Tech has actually had a very easy road to this mm -hmm. point. You know, I thought mm -hmm. they, they, you know, catching Notre Dame, and Notre Dame surprised me after that double overtime win against Rutgers. They had to face, uh, you know, Alabama, and, and Alabama was really flat. They get there, and, and I thought they would be tired against uh, uh, Tech, and, and uh, you know, went right down to the wire once again. And so uh, I, I think Tech has actually had a, a pretty easy road. Duke, on the other hand, um, you know, they, they had a, a – a tough matchup against Michigan state. No one wants to see Michigan state in the tournament and no matter what, if it's the first round or second round, it, it's been, it was an easy road uh, against Fullerton, but a tough matchup against Michigan state. I think this is going to swing the other way. By the time we get to uh tip uh, Thursday night, we're going to see Duke a slight favorite as the tickets are starting to accumulate on the blue devils here. 
All right, and the final game on the Thursday docket matches up the number five seeded Houston Cougars taking on the number one seed uh, Arizona Wildcats, that other Wildcat team in the South region. Uh, the opening odds, according to Superbook.com, the uh, Wildcats were minus two. It has come down to minus one and a half. Point total, fellas, on this one, 145 and a half. Just one of the two remaining number one seeds. Arizona survived that unbelievable run by TCU that sent that game into overtime. Uh, and while the, the Cougars really dominated Illinois, uh, final score in that one was 68 to 53, giving them a third consecutive Sweet 16 appearance. Arizona 0-2 in their past two games against the spread. While this kind of stuck out to me, fellas, uh, Houston just been on fire as a favorite, covering the number in the past five games and nine out of the past ten. That's pretty good. Uh, Give us your take on this game, Jay. I I think it's a great matchup. I'm really looking forward to this this one. Uh, you know, that Arizona TCU game, as you mentioned, Ron, was just fantastic. It was the last game of the, the night and every, all these eyes were on it. And it was just fantastic. I really took my cap to TCU because they played their, their heart out. But you got to also give credit to Arizona. Um, some really big shots there at the end. And Huge. I know people are talking about the rest, but we could talk about that all day. You know, Arizona was supposed to have an easy road uh, and it ended up being a little bumpy. Uh, Houston, on the other hand, has, uh, I think, has, has played a, a, a pretty tough or a couple of tough opponents uh, to this point. So I know Air, or Houston has captured the eyes of some sharps out there. We've taken some uh, bets on, on them to win it all and the region uh, from some very respected players. So this is going to be a big hurdle for them. But uh, I expect a very close, tight game. I expect most of the tickets to be on Arizona. However, this is in San Antonio. You're, the the Cougars are going to have a lot That's more support. A game. Yeah, a lot more support than they did yeah. in the first two rounds. So expect a pretty good Great showing point. from their their fans. Arizona always travels well, so it should be a pretty electric game here. And John, I know you took Arizona, I believe, to win it all. So I, I'm thinking you uh, believe they're going to move on in this in this uh, matchup. I did, but you know the the committee didn't do them any favors, giving them Houston as the five seed in their region. I mean, Houston might have been the Houston and Memphis are probably the two teams that got underseeded the most. The two teams out of the AAC, both I thought deserved much higher seeds. We'll see. This is a toss up game. My one complaint, I kind of wish they'd staggered the games differently. Because we're gonna have Houston, Arizona, and Duke, Texas Tech going at the same time. Yeah, I think if they if they played bad. one of them early and one of them late, I think those would have been the two featured games on audio in the book. I don't like that they're head to head because I think these are the two best games yeah. of the whole round. Uh, I think they could be the I'm two highest handle games of the whole round as well. That both are just terrific matchups. But to Jay's point, a few more tickets on Arizona in this game and. There'll be a lot of fans interested in that game because I know the Wildcats fans are going to travel to Houston big time. They certainly were all over T-Mobile Arena when I was there for the Pac-12 tournament. And I know they're going to be flooding yeah, into sure. that to that game as well. So that that's an awesome game. I'll be rooting for Arizona because I uh, I did pick them to win the bracket due to their right. depth. I like that team a lot. But this is a very tough matchup. I do think that these are the two best teams left in the South region. 
And regardless of who wins this game, I think they would be the favorite on Saturday in the regional final. This episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra-premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20SUPERBOOK. Support the Superbook. Book Sports Podcast and get 20% off site wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20 Superbook. All right, let's move on to the Friday games and we begin with the Cinderella team of the tournament, the St. Peter's Peacocks. The Fighting Peacocks or just the Peacocks? I don't know. They're taking on Purdue in the uh, East Regional. Uh, current odds, according to Superbook.com, the number three seeded Purdue Boilermakers coming in at minus 12 and a half at, against number 15 St. Peter's. What an incredible run it's been for them. They were an 18-point underdog against Kentucky in the first round. One outright. They built off that upset, uh, covered the eight points against Murray State. Uh, if I mean, if you've been flying like a peacock, well, well done. They've covered against the spread nine games in a row. Pretty good. Purdue survived against Texas to win, uh, really making some big plays down the line. And they are in the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2019. Purdue has covered the points in the past two games, but only 2-10 and 10 against the spread in their past 12. We'll go over to Jay. Give us your thoughts on the Cinderella team, St. Peter's. Yeah, great story coming out of New Jersey there. You know, I was asked, you know, how could uh, St. Peter's big be that big a dog, you know, after their two great wins? And, and the book-making side of things, you know, we don't make these knee-jerk uh, adjustments. Uh, we, we take the power rankings, rankings and we adjust, uh, you know, we, we make small adjustments as we move forward. And that's yeah. exactly what we're doing here. St. Peter's uh, probably would have been about a 14 and a half, 15 point underdog if these two teams matched up like a couple of weeks ago. So you, you see a slight adjustment, but it's not an over adjustment. Now I'm looking at the ticket count and 80% of the tickets are on the Peacocks here, which is, wow. I, I just noticed that because I just looked, looked it up and I go, wow, there's a lot of support. And this game is in Philadelphia. All right. So yeah, you're going to expect to see, I know it's not a big school, but I think they're going to get a lot of support in Philadelphia. You know, that this is a school that couldn't even afford to send their cheerleaders to, you know, the first round. So uh, I think, I, I think NBC kind of picked them up and, and flew them out there. Uh, it was, that's another great story surrounding this team. However, it's Purdue. It's one of my, I had this team going to the uh, elite eight. Uh, I don't see, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see a close game here. Uh, I'm not expecting it, but uh, I hope St. Peter's can keep it close, um, not get caught up in all the hype over the yeah. next few days, kind of, you know, let that soak in. If they can overcome that, you know, maybe they can have a great performance on Friday. And your thoughts, John? Well, I think we got two two popular public dogs in Philadelphia, Jay, because they're betting St. Peter's pretty hard. They're betting North Carolina pretty hard as well. That's the late game. Uh, in Philadelphia on Friday night, uh, my my thoughts. I'll be the curmudgeon, Ron. I don't mind doing that. No I, I way. Think, I, I was, I wanted Murray State to win because we can't take wagers on this game at the Superbook in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Oh, so, so I was rooting 
I was actually rooting for Murray State on Saturday, not just because of my last name. I've got no affiliation to the school, but I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of that rule. And now it, we have a Superbook mobile app available in New Jersey. Go to superbook.com. But you cannot bet on the St. Peter's Purdue game, which is disappointing. St. Peter's is a very popular public dog. Yeah. And that always concerns me. You know, they were they were about an 18 and a half point uh, underdog against Kentucky right. in the first round. And I don't think Kentucky is six points better than Purdue, Jay. So to your point, they have already adjusted this line down a little bit based on how popular St. Peter's is right now. Well, 15 seeds are 2-0 and against the spread all-time, 0-2 straight up in the Sweet 16. All right, let's keep it moving, guys, as we go uh, and check out our next game. That would be the number four-seeded Providence taking on number one-seeded Kansas. Uh, the Jayhawks coming into this one, according to Superbook.com, as the minus seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Point total over-under is at one 41 and a half for this Midwest region matchup. Kansas back in the Sweet 16 uh, following wins over Texas Southern and Creighton and will take on Providence, which has really rolled in its first two uh, tournament games. Guys, wins over uh, South D uh, Dakota State, which a lot of people liked as an upset. That didn't happen. Uh, hurts when you make like two uh, free, uh, three pointers as the uh, leading three-pointing shooting team in the nation that did not help. And they also took out Richmond. Uh, defense has really been a key. So we've got Providence and Kansas. Jay, your take on this game. Well, I think both of these teams have had easy roads to this point. Um, again, I'm looking at ticket count and another popular dog. John mentioned, you know, North Carolina along with St. Peter's. But I'm looking at Providence. They're getting 85% of the tickets right now. So a lot of support for Providence here in Chicago. Uh, I just don't see it. I, I you know, I, I was watch, I, I've seen a couple of games uh, coming out of the East, and I just wasn't really that impressed. Kansas is a team that I have been knocked out in the Elite Eight again. Another number one seed going down, as I only had one number one uh, a number one seed only one number one seat going to the final four, yeah. but I'm, I'm looking at uh, Kansas here. Uh, again, it's a little scary to see uh, all the support on these underdogs at this time. I'm just not sure if Providence has the horses to match up, uh, you know, against Kansas in this spot. Yeah. And uh, you know, Providence was one of those hot teams coming in too. John, uh, do you agree with Jay on that one? I do. You know, I, I said when we did the show last Tuesday that I thought Kansas had the, the best draw. And I didn't realize at the time that their number two and their number three seed were both going to lose in the second round. Right. Uh, you know, Kansas, no excuses, guys. The Kansas Jayhawks, they should be in New Orleans next week. Uh, they've got as easy a path to the Final Four as I can remember. Uh, this, is a, this is a Providence team that was only a two-point favorite against a 13 seed. In their first game, Jay, Jay mentioned that they've had a very easy path getting Richmond in the second round. And Kansas, they played an undermanned Creighton team in the second round. Now that big favorite against a Providence team that has been considered a little lucky all season. And then they get the winner of Iowa State, Miami. You go to the Final right. Four. Kansas, everything is on the table for the Kansas Jayhawks. I picked them to make the Final Four. I hope they come through. I'd like to get one of my Final Four teams right for once, Ron. So, and I and I fully expect the Jayhawks to uh, 
to take care of business in Chicago. We'll talk about those uh, final four picks later. You're doing pretty (laughs) well, my friend, Uh, Uh, our producer, Mike Rigg. He's, uh, he's, He's a little nervous now that you picked them to go to uh, the final. Well, this is obvious. I mean, it's extremely obvious that I'm trying to jinx the Jayhawks, right? I mean, mean, that's that's, what he gets. That's reading through on the show, right? right. Yes, I'm trying to. (laughs) I am trying to jinx the Kansas Jayhawks. Real hurt. No, they, they, they. All kidding aside, they, they won what I thought was the toughest conference in the country all year, and then they won the conference tournament. So they deserved to get an easy bracket, and they did. Now it's a matter of taking advantage of that. They could, you could never have an easier path to a final four, but that means they've got to go out there and finish the job. Exactly. Got to finish. All right. We move on in a battle between two very hot teams right now. Uh, After being a bubble team, uh, North Carolina has just been on fire. Won eight of their past nine since, uh, and just took out the defending champions and number one seed Baylor Bears. UCLA, could they go on a streak like they did last year when they went from a first four to the final four? Uh, The Bruins seem to be getting healthy and hot at the right time. Odds uh, as of this recording for this one, UCLA is the minus two and a half point favorite. Over under total is at 141 and a half. Uh, looks like uh, it's going to be a, a close game in this one as well. Uh, John, we'll come to you first. Your thoughts on North Carolina and UCLA? This is the best game of the of Friday, right? Two blue blood programs. Uh, so far, it looks like most of the money and the tickets are on North Carolina. Not a big surprise. I mean, I know that they, they got out to a 25-point lead against Baylor on Saturday. Almost blew that, by the way. But they also – demolished Marquette in the first game Thursday. You know, North Carolina, very, very impressive over the weekend. UCLA was impressive as well. And they went to the Pac-12 title game a couple weeks ago. They played Arizona tough. They took care of business against St. Mary's in the second round, and a game where a lot of people were picking St. Mary's to beat them. Mm-hmm. They took care of business. They look like a veteran team, a Final Four experience team. They're a very well-coached team as well. So I, I would give the edge here to UCLA. I expect them to get this to get it done on uh, on on Friday night. But that'll be the most heavily bet game, I think, on Friday, Jay. Uh, the two blue bloods going at it, and they're in prime time. Uh, I think that should be a really good handle game for us. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I'm just looking at the volume levels right now, and, and it's clearly the number one game on Friday. Uh, UCLA is the team that I picked to go to the Final Four. I didn't uh, expect this uh, big hurdle right here as, uh, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, the ACC uh, wasn't really looked upon as a a top conference going into the tournament. And certainly uh, the results have proven that wrong. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. so it's a little scary because the way the North Carolina is playing right now, again, it feels like they're playing with house money. They're very relaxed. You know, they almost blew that against Baylor, but, Man, Baylor was a monster to, to go through there and build up a 25-point lead, almost blowing it, but they got by it. Uh, you know, they're they're playing great ball, and it, they just seem very relaxed to me. UCLA, it's I, – I was looking at that St. Mary's team, too. I thought St. Mary's might give them a run. It was a, a very uh, I get dominating performance by UCLA. Yeah. I, I really expected a, a oh, little yeah. bit more fight from St. Mary's, even though I thought UCLA was going to advance. I expect UCLA to handle things here just because they they have that look. They're very well coached. I love the coach, and I yeah. think that they're going to be able to get by North Carolina here. 
UCLA seven and one against the spread uh, in the tournament the past two seasons. And North Carolina is an underdog for the second straight game after being favored in 19 straight tournament games. That's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that game. So that takes us to the final game of the weekend and the two double digit seeds in the Midwest region after both guys just pulled off huge upsets. Number 10 seeded Miami uh, pulled off the biggest upset of the second round. They blew up number two seeded Auburn, uh, 79-61. It wasn't even that close. Auburn was a six-and-a-half-point favorite coming into that, and they will face the number 11-seeded uh, Iowa State. Uh, they are they eliminated LSU. They took out Wisconsin to reach the Sweet 16, probably the biggest turnaround of any team this season after going two and 22 last year. So that's the matchup odds. According to superbook.com have Miami as the two and a half point favorite. The over under point total is sitting at 133. Uh, Jay quickly, uh, your thoughts on this matchup between we're going to have a 10 or 11 seed moving on to the elite eight. Yeah, you nailed it there, Ron. You know, I'm just looking at it, just notice, okay, it's the Cyclones and Hurricanes playing in the Windy City, so go figure. Bam! It's like Iowa State opened as a one-point favorite here. Miami, as you mentioned, up to a a two-and-a-half, and it looks like about 87% of the tickets are on the Hurricanes in this spot, and I don't blame them. Another team that seemed very relaxed, very confident against Auburn, I think they handled that team very well. Auburn was very athletic, but Miami was still, I mean, they're athletic too. And they handled that pressure against Auburn very, very well. So I can understand why we're getting support. I, I see some threes out there. I actually uh, wow. would support that. I think that the, it's going to continue to creep up. We might see three, three and a half. And I actually like that side. I think that they're a team that uh, has that, uh, a destination type of uh, look, and and they they look like they can handle their uh, the pressure. I think that uh, Iowa State, uh, um, even though Iowa State is a team that I kind of like going into the tournament, they were they seemed a little shaky the last game, and that was against Whiskey. And I understand they got by it, but they had some shaky moments there. I look for the more confident team advancing here, so I'll take the Hurricanes. John. Yeah, no easy path for Miami. You know, they had to go through USC and then Auburn. They throttled Auburn. And Auburn really – we kept waiting for Auburn to make a run. It just never came. Whereas I look at Iowa State, That's true. LSU was a team that kind of came into the tournament a bit of a mess. They fired Will Wade before the tournament. I can't ever recall seeing that. Uh, they fired their coach before the NCAA tournament. And then they played a Wisconsin team I think we talked about last week. They really weren't a three seed. So I don't want to take anything away from Iowa State – they, they probably had about the easiest path you could have as an 11 seed. Uh, and the betting has shown no respect for Iowa State. All the money coming in on Miami. Big line move there. Looks like our most lopsided game right now in terms of dollars. We'll see if that holds up as we go to the weekend. Usually the last game is a big decision. That will be the eighth of the eight games. Right. So there will be a lot of money rolling into Miami, Florida from appearances. I mean, we're talking on Tuesday here, but that's certainly what it looks like. We'll probably be rooting for Iowa State and uh, Coach Otzelberger on Friday night. Certainly looks that way. 
There you go. The Cyclones versus the Hurricanes. That was fantastic, Jay. The AccuWeather game of the night. Uh, Iowa State and Miami should be fun. This is the time to sign up at Superbook.com because new accounts in Colorado, New Jersey, and Arizona, they can receive a $500 deposit match. Also, Superbook.com is offering an NCAA tournament crystal ball promotion. Just make a $25 or more straight wager on the team you think is going to win it all and you score a $25 bonus voucher. All right, guys, quickly, let's check out the odds, of course, courtesy of Superbook and the Superbook app to win each region. I'll uh, just go through a few of these quickly. The West, the only region that each of the top four seeds uh, were able to reach the Sweet 16. As we mentioned, this is probably the most stacked uh, region. Uh, the Zags, minus 150. Texas Tech, plus 410. Duke, plus 455. And Arkansas coming in at a plus 1050 to win the West. Um, you know, pretty tied up at the top. Your thoughts on the West region? Well, I think you, you nailed it. it. It's very stacked. Uh, I mean, all those teams are very capable. But uh, you got the overall favorite in this uh, region, Gonzaga is worthy of the minus 150 favorite coming out of the West. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Duke and Texas Tech, the reason why their odds are so long uh, is they've got to play each other in a toss-up game. And then you have to factor it in as if the winner is going to play Gonzaga. Gonzaga is favored against any team in the country. Gonzaga will be favored on Saturday no matter who they play. And then we move into the South, uh, The one of the number one seeds still remaining, Arizona, plus 175. Houston, the number five seed, at plus 225. Villanova, plus 250. And Michigan, plus uh, 850 for them. Just your thoughts on the South, guys. Well, I think, uh, I think it shows what we talked about earlier, that the winner of the Arizona-Houston game will be favored in the regional final no matter what because Houston actually has lower odds than Villanova, even though Houston's a dog on Thursday, and Villanova's a five, five-and-a-half-point favorite. That really should illustrate just how highly power-rated Houston is and how underseeded they were by the committee. Houston is not a five-seed, and this is a very tough draw for Arizona to get them here in the Sweet 16. Yeah, it's really surprising that Houston's in this spot and playing so well. I mean, they, they lost a couple of guys in December, I believe, yet to, here they are. And again, it's somewhat of a sharp guy's play here. A lot of support from them uh, coming from some educated, sharp players, meaning Houston, Ron. So yeah, uh, you know, watch sure. out for these Cougars. But I totally agree. Uh, it makes sense that whoever wins that game between the Wildcats and the Cougars will be favored against either uh, Nova or Michigan. All right, as we move to the East, uh, the team favored to win that region that lost the number one seed, Baylor, and number two, Kentucky. Uh, Purdue is even money. And then everyone's looking at uh, St. Peter's, guys, plus 3,200 to maybe if Cinderella can continue her dance. Uh, but the odds aren't great on that one. John, your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts are... I got I got some thoughts on it, Jay. Why is St. Peter's thirty-two to one? What the hell is that? That's because uh, just, Jeff doesn't like thirty or thirty-five, so he throws thirty-two. Well, uh, well then, then you then use odds. forty to one. Uh, thirty-two to one is silly. Uh, St. Peter's is not going to get past Purdue on Friday. Uh, my my thoughts on it. Uh, I think UCLA beats North Carolina. I think 
I think UCLA Purdue will be like a, a sneaky, good regional final on Sunday, assuming they both get there. We talked about how the, the regional semifinals on Friday are not the best matchups, but there's a potential for a really good regional final on Sunday if Purdue and UCLA can get it done. That'd be that would be a very good game. Yeah, I'm looking forward. To, actually, I'm looking forward to seeing St. Peter's. I just think it's, a, you know, when you, when you ever, when <laughs> we see a 15, yeah, yeah, 15th seed uh, in the Sweet 16, that just doesn't happen. No, I, it's not. probably happened a, a couple of times in the history of the tournament, but I think it was I the third time. The third time right? we said, okay. yeah, Florida Gulf Coast did it, and because and, and they, somebody else did it. I can't recall. But Florida Gulf Coast, when Andy Enfield was there, they beat Georgetown in the first round as a two seed, and then they won their second game, but. No, no 15 seeds ever gotten to the Elite Eight, though. Is that right? Okay. Well, I, I think that's just going to be an interesting matchup. That's going to be the first game Friday night. And, I, you know, I'm going to take UCLA. I, I, I just love the experience there. I love the determination, and I love the coach. All right, very good. That takes us to the Midwest, which lost two of its top four seeds. Kansas is the favorite to capture that region at minus 150. Anything mm-hmm. stand out there in that region to you, fellas? Providence liability, Jay. You know, Providence, a very trendy team. They were betting them to win this region. We've got them right now as the second favorite, and we do lose a decent amount on them. Usually the way these regions are bet is people like to take longer shots. So we've got a little bit of liability on Miami and Iowa State for longer shots down the board. We're sitting fine on Kansas, so as long as the Jayhawks take care of business and pick up a couple of bucks in the Midwest region. And and, and Kansas, like we talked about earlier, all kidding aside, they, they should they should get this done here. Yeah, I think that, I I mean, we already mentioned it, that uh, the number two, number three, Auburn, Wisconsin, got knocked out. I mean, this this is the fast lane for Kansas at at this point. (laughs) I, you know, I think Miami could do some damage. You know, they're they're scared, Jim, because they are really playing fantastic. They have a lot of confidence. I mean, that's the only team I think would threaten Kansas at this point. But we expect Kansas to be in San Antonio when it's all said and done. Yeah. Well, guys, you mentioned liability uh, as we're wrapping up the show this week. You know, of course, future bets are very popular. Let's uh, talk about the current odds to win the national championship. The Zags are a plus 200 and then right behind them, Kansas at plus 450. Uh, We could go through a few more as we talk about this. But first of all, what teams are big liabilities to the books right now, Jay? Well, I mentioned San Antonio, the actual final four will be in new Orleans this year. So New Orleans, uh, that's right. yeah, new Orleans. Yes. That would be a fun time. Uh, mm-hmm. We have liability on these teams. I'll, I'll go through them a little bit. Cause we, there's a couple of them. Gonzaga, we have a little bit of liability, Ron, not too much as we mm-hmm. start to, you know, accepting some of the bigger wagers on some of these other teams. Uh, Arizona is our biggest liability at six to one UCLA. We have some liability there as well. And of course Duke. So, I think it's not the, the usual suspects. You know, we're, we're going to need someone like Purdue or Houston or someone like Villanova. Even North Carolina would be fantastic for us. But uh, I'm not expecting that. But it seems like a, a majority of the, the chalk that we're looking at here, we have some liability attached to them. And, you know, we do great on Kansas. And we talked all show about how we expect to see them in the Final Four. Kansas could be a team for us to back. Really, the from a futures perspective, the weekend wasn't great because we were in a, such a good position on Baylor. We were in a great position on Kentucky, uh, a couple other teams that got knocked off over the weekend. Right. So from our perspective there, it wasn't great. But we can't complain because we did so well at the window Thursday through Sunday. The future book usually takes care of itself. 
but we are a, a small to medium loser on a few of the favorites, but nothing really alarming. I don't think nothing, nothing well, too significant here for us to worry about. What about the peacocks? I mean, what are the odds there? Oh my well, God. Hold 30, on. I got to scroll all the way down here, Ron. Uh, no, we, we actually, you know, we, we actually win on the peacocks, which is funny. We, we took a, we did take a few small bets on them. Uh, we had a guy bet us in Colorado on them. Uh, but we we wow. were a small winner to to St. Peter's. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Let, let's let them win one more game before we start worrying about our our St. Peter's futures liability. If they win on yeah. Friday night, they'll have my attention on Sunday. I'll, I'll promise you that. Ron, we have twenty one tickets on the Peacocks right now. Okay. 21. There you okay. go. Okay. One big one in Colorado must be that St. Petersburg uh, Coloradoans for St. Peter's, uh, something like that. Is there yeah, a big following there? Yeah. Huge, huge, always. And I like your idea. Maybe uh, we should talk about doing this show uh, from the Final Four in New Orleans, guys. What do you think? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, good idea. At uh, Archie Manning's house. There you go. There we uh, go. Uh, there we go. We'll take that's that. That's a good time down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we could uh, we could we could find something to do down there. All right, fellas, as we're wrapping up, you know, because we are all about full disclosure on this show, we will look at our final four picks. Two of us have gone two and uh, got two and four. One guy sitting pretty at three and one, and that's John Murray. John, you took Arizona, Kansas, Duke. And Kentucky, you're three and one. Jay, you went with UCLA, Tennessee, Iowa, and Gonzaga. Uh, and I went Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and Auburn. So, Jay, you and I are two uh, out of four. And, um, you know, we'll let John uh, just gloat here in his greatness. Well done, sir. Long way to go, guys. You know, Arizona was very fortunate to escape that TCU game. That, like Jay mentioned, that was the last game Sunday night. I know everyone always wants to talk about officiating after a game like that, but Arizona won that game by making some very clutch shots. They had some big shots that they had to have, and they did make them. I don't think that uh, people were thinking that was going to be the case going into that game. Arizona closed a 10-point favorite, and they've got a very tough draw this weekend as well. And, Jay, any final thoughts before we tip off another massive weekend? Well, looking at these final four selections, I'm looking at both of you chalk eaters here. It's like, well, <laughs> oh, I could have, I was like, I could have done that. That's like, I was trying to pick winners, Jay. That's the yeah, point I mean, of the show. I, I just want to win. Is that what it, okay. So if I would have, if my life was on this, yeah, I would have bet Gonzaga and Arizona, but I wanted to pick a, somebody a little different. I really did think Tennessee had a shot, though, getting the final four and, and, and making the championship game, but my mm-hmm. overall champion, still there. My pick of Auburn is just stupid. I, I don't know where I got that. Uh, but Tennessee I know that was, he does a radio show here in Denver. We'll I, I still think that. Tennessee was underseeded as a three seed. You know, I know that they lost, and that's all anybody will remember. But yeah. the way they were playing coming into the tournament, I, I don't know that they really should have been a three seed. So I understand where Jay was coming from with that. But they had a very tough – that was a tough draw for them because had they survived, they'd be playing Villanova Thursday – and then the winner of Arizona-Houston on Saturday. Clearly, that was the toughest of the four regions. Uh, I would say that those those four teams, that was the hardest region. Without a doubt. All right, guys. Well, I know you're gearing up for a huge weekend at the Superbook at the Westgate there in Vegas. Hey, great job this week. We'll keep an eye on uh, the odds and the movement at Superbook.com and on the Superbook app. 
Fellas, enjoy the games. Thanks, Ron. All right. Well, who will dance their way into the Elite Eight? The madness continues this weekend. As always, if you are in Colorado or Vegas, stop by the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and at the famous Superbook at the Westgate in Vegas to watch all the tournament games. Follow us on social media at Superbook Sports. And if you're listening, we would appreciate if you wrote a quick review and support us with a five-star rating. All right. Our Another show is in the books. We appreciate our VP of Marketing, Kristen Mackey, our producers, Jeremiah Crow and Mike Rigg, technical guru, John Hogland, and for my partners in the desert, Jay Cornegay and John Murray, I'm Ron Crutch. Enjoy the Sweet 16, everybody. You've been listening to the Superbook Sports Podcast. Superbook Sports Podcast. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Ron Crutch. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Superbook Sports Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media. The world's premier sports betting podcast network.